0: If you'd like to submit a question or a topic for me to discuss, send it in to podcast at ChristinaRiceWellness.com. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a rating and a review on iTunes, and join the Facebook group, Wellness Realness Podcast Tribe. Merry Christmas Eve. It's Christmas Eve when this comes out. It's not Christmas Eve as I'm recording this, of course, but it's Christmas Eve if you're listening to this on the day it's released, which I hope you are, although I wouldn't be surprised if you're not considering a lot of people don't spend their Christmas Eves listening to podcasts. But if you are, thanks. I hope you're having a good day and have something fun planned. Christmas Eve is my absolute favorite day of the year. It has been my favorite day of the year for a very long time. I am obsessed with Christmas, the whole season, the holidays, I just love the music and the lights and the movies, obviously, and how everyone is so happy and giving, and there's just this, the spirit is in the air, you know, and I love it. I feed off of it. It also feels just magical to me, so I just love the holidays, and the reason why Christmas Eve is my favorite day is because it feels like... That's the day of maximum buildup. and I just love that feeling like you're you're just waiting for Christmas and everyone's all jolly and happy, and you know you have a holiday the next day. But then Christmas always feels like you wake up, you exchange gifts, and then you know you're gonna go eat dinner, and I don't know. Christmas is kind of sad to me because I'm like, wow, Christmas season is over. I can't watch any more Christmas movies or listen to Christmas music because I'm very strict about my rules regarding that. So I don't know. Christmas Day. I mean, Christmas Day is good. It's great. But Christmas Eve is the best. I always spend every year Christmas Eve with my family. We have a dinner. And growing up, we used to have a huge holiday party, which was so fun, like so many people coming in the house all this food, just crazy. And then I got older and we stopped throwing parties because people get lazy. And now what we do is it's my, my family and then my best friend from growing up, her and her family and my uncle comes and sometimes some other family friends come. And my mom always cooks a nice big feast and I always cook dessert. And it's just so nice. We usually play catchphrase or some other game. We have a lot of intense conversations. You guys can only imagine what what a dinner is like with my family. It's very loud and rambunctious and no one actually the other night we were joking about this. No one ever finishes a sentence because everyone else cuts each other off and everyone's yelling and it's it's just rowdy. It's a rowdy crazy party. And you know the other night I was listening to my mom talk and I realized I know all of these annoying habits about the way I speak, I realized I got from her. For example, she never finishes a sentence and she talks she talks so fast and doesn't make any sense and never finishes her sentences because she finishes them in her head, but not out loud. And so we were cracking up the other night because she was telling an entire story at dinner. And I, w- I go, mom, you know you didn't finish a single sentence. Like she leaves the last few words off. And she goes, yes, I did. And we all look at each other and go, no, you didn't. (laughs) Very strange problem to have, but she runs at 5 million miles a minute. So that's probably where I get it from. But anyways, I'm pretty tired and exhausted from all of the things, but especially just all of the traveling and moving and busyness in the last few weeks. But something that has been helping me every night... (laughs) Because every night, even after a crazy day, you know, you just got to calm down, take a breath, practice the necessary sleep hygiene so that you can get a good night's sleep. But one of the things that I always keep consistent is using my Ned Full Spectrum Hemp Oil, which I'm sure you guys have heard me talk about many times. Also an excellent Christmas holiday birthday, whatever gift. Highly recommend. NED full-spectrum hemp oil stimulates the endocannabinoid system in the body, which helps your body reach that state of homeostasis. And full-spectrum hemp oil, you might have heard of CBD oil. NED isn't just a CBD oil because it contains CBD, but also contains a range of other phytocannabinoids that were also extracted from hemp plants. So contains other compounds like CBG, CBC, CBDA, CBGA, just the whole entire spectrum, not just the CBD. So this is why it's especially effective. Cannabinoids have a wide range of benefits and they can impact almost every single biological system in the body. But some of the best known uses of full-spectrum hemp oil include using it to help reduce anxiety, depression, PTSD. It helps a lot with sleep. It can be used to help with insomnia or if you have a hard time winding down in the evening. It also acts as a really powerful anti-inflammatory if you feel just inflamed and puffy or if you have pain so it can be a great natural pain reliever. I know people who have a lot of joint pain who have found a lot of success using Ned's full-spectrum hemp oil. It's also a rich source of antioxidants and, you know, people have used this for a lot of chronic conditions like epilepsy, Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, and they have seen improvement which is really remarkable. It just goes back to how powerful plant medicine really can be. It does not get you high. It's a major non-psychotropic, so it will not get you high. Um, And I love the NED specifically because of the quality. The only ingredients in NED are the CBD, the other phytocannabinoids, and non-GMO MCT oil. So doesn't need any other flavorings or fillers, high quality carrier oil with the CBD and that's it. A lot of other companies will sell CBD with all these other flavorings and added ingredients and for something you're going to use every day, you definitely don't want that in your body or I personally don't, especially considering CBD should be anti-inflammatory if you are pairing that with inflammatory ingredients i'm not really sure why they think that would be useful at all but you can even taste the difference with the ned the ned tastes so good i will just sometimes instead of just putting it in my mouth i put a dropper under my tongue and let it sit there um a few hours before i go to sleep or sometimes in the morning as well sometimes instead of doing that i will just put some on top of my food as a little dressing But they they only extract from the hemp flowers, also known as the buds, whereas other products on the market usually extract from the stalks and the seeds of the hemp plant. And that tastes completely different, doesn't smell as nice. And then also Ned uses a really gentle, slow ethanol-based extraction method, which is done at room temperature. So no high heat, no high pressure, that would compromise the profile of the hemp flower or the cannabinoid content. All of Ned's products are made from organic, whole, natural ingredients. They're all small batch and slow crafted. The guys really take pride in the quality of their product. They infuse every single batch with love, gratitude, positive vibrations. They have a whole little ceremony when they create this, and they even attune the hemp oil to binaural beats. So you can learn more about that on the website. If you're interested in picking up some Ned or learning more about the company, their process, just go to helloned.com. You can get their full spectrum hemp oil there. You should start with a 300 milligram and then you can move up to the higher doses, but I recommend just starting with a 300. You can also check out their body butter, their lip balms. They have the best lip balms. They taste so good. I love the cardamom and the peppermint especially. And you can use my discount code wellness, W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S. That will get you 15% off of all of Ned's products. This is something that I use every day and I will use every day forever and it helps so much with the inflammation, the puffiness, especially this time of year when things get crazy. It can help just to have something natural that helps calm you down, keep it even, help you get a good night's rest and it tastes good too. Plant medicine is where it's at, especially because you really can't trust big pharma. My friend just sent me an article about the generic drug cartel going on in the nation right now. So that's great as everyone buying generic drugs from their pharmacy is paying a lot more than needed because yeah, trust no one. This is why natural remedies are awesome. So again, if you want to try out Ned Full Spectrum Hemp Oil, Love this stuff. Just try it once and you'll never go back. Just use my discount code wellness, W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S. That'll get you 15% off of anything from helloned.com. And let me know what you think. If you have any issues and you end up calling customer service, you will get to talk to one of the founders, Rhett or Adrian. They, they do everything. They're awesome. So that's something that has been helping me um, get through all of the busyness. I've had a packed schedule, and especially today, I'm feeling very pressed for time. So naturally, what I decided to do was record a solo podcast, um, even though I already had a different episode planned for Monday. But I am just the type of person where if I feel very called to do something... <laughs> If I feel inspired to do something, if I don't do it right then, then it's not going to happen. And I just woke up and said I have to record a solo podcast. I don't know why, but I do. Well, I do know why. Um, So I'm going to move around my podcast schedule and record the solo podcast, especially because this is timely. It has to do with the holidays and sort of, you know, I've been as I've been. I was in L.A. for a week and then now I'm in the Bay And kind of traveling all over the bay and doing all the things. And I have been having so many thoughts. And I like to write all all my thoughts down. And I just thought, I should just talk about some of these things. So this isn't going to be a typical solo episode. I'm not going to answer questions. I'll do that maybe next time or the time after. I'm trying to decide if I should do like a big 2019 episode because next week will be New Year's Eve. I don't know, but today I just want to talk about some of the things I've been thinking about, because as I have been in LA, I moved from LA, so I was in San Diego, then I go to LA, and then I go up to the Bay, and it's very different culturally. That sounds weird, because it's not like, I mean, it's the same state. It's the same country, but people are different in different areas and I'm around different types of people and I just start noticing habits and I'm very much in my bubble most of the time. A lot of the people I hang out with live very similar lifestyles to me and I communicate with similar types of people and even you guys, um, I mean, you're probably listening to this because we have something in common, right? Like, (laughs) probably are interested in the same things as I am, otherwise you wouldn't care what I talk about or who I talk to. So, I thought we could just chat about it, you know? Christmas Eve shenanigans happening. Before I kind of get into this list of things I wrote down that I need to talk about, I wanted to tell you guys about kind of what happened when I was in LA because it was very significant for me. And I this is this is the woo woo section. So if you don't like the woo woo, then you can fast forward 5 minutes. But a lot of you guys asked me to talk more about woo-woo things. Actually, I just really want to say thank you to everybody who took the time to take my reader survey and give me feedback. It was really, really helpful for me and also so nice. Like, so many people wrote such nice things and I did not expect that at all. Usually when I ask for people's opinions... (laughs) that tends to attract the people who are there just to troll and be mean to me so I'm always ready for that but you guys said like really nice things and I was like crying reading some of them so I really appreciate that and I I'm appreciative that you're here and listening and a part of this community and yeah so I really really appreciate that and I'm definitely going to um implement as many of the suggestions you made as possible because again I just want Um, the podcast and my blog and everything to be as helpful as it can be helpful entertaining everything for you so yeah just thank you again if you took the time to do that but a lot of you guys wanted me to talk more about woo-woo things so I'm going to and I think also what's cool about this is that even if you think that I'm if you don't believe quote believe in any of this I still think it's probably interesting to learn about I know even when I wasn't into any of this I still kind of like to hear about it um just interesting like just because you expose yourself to somebody's opinion or way of life or I don't know experience whatever doesn't mean that you have to be on the same page but this is about kind of learning about different things right so anyways you know I've talked before about kind of reiki and the spiritual journey and how like you know i I just talk about reiki throwing it out there but it's not really i mean the reiki is one piece but that's just energy healing and kind of what i'm doing is i'm on this more like spiritual path and my, my reiki master is more of my spiritual mentor and we are we work a lot on the intuitive side of things um and kind of expanding into energy healing beyond just reiki um, so much bigger picture than that. So I know people have told me who have gotten Reiki that like my sessions are a lot different because I go into kind of what I see. Um, and a lot of people kind of don't, don't do that. So anyways, I went to a crystal shop with my friend Betsy and I swear to God, I walk in that shop and this new pendulum, you know, I love my pendulum. Um, and if you don't know what a pendulum is, So basically my pendulum is basically a crystal on the end of like a metal, what are these things even called? I want to say a metal string. You know what I'm talking about. It looks like a necklace chain, a metal chain, I suppose. Um, And it swings back and forth and picks up the energy in the room, picks up the energy of those around you. And one of the things about pendulums is I imagine them like hairy, like wands from harry potter basically you know the wand chooses the wizard the pendulum for it to work best the pendulum should should choose the the user um like it you should be drawn to it and the last pendulum i got i was super drawn to and i loved it um and i still love it and i use it and it's great but then this one like i walk in this crystal shop and holy shit it was it was screaming at me like I was, I felt like this magnetic force and I just, I just walked straight over and grab it and I felt this like surge of energy throughout my body. It was insane, whatever. So I obviously bought it and it's amethyst, which is great for opening up your third eye and it has a lot to do with intuitive abilities. And I sort of knew I was like, I needed this pendulum and this crystal, um, to keep tapping into that side of me and keep opening things up. And then that night we had a really awesome pendulum session and just a lot of energy shifts. And then I got home and like, I mean, it was, it was a lot. Um, and I had some crazy visions that night and, um, a bunch of past, a a bunch more like past life visions and myself and then a few people I know. And I had just kind of started seeing past life things recently with some people, um, And then it, like, opened up this whole floodgate. And then, yeah. So, it's kind of just, like, opening up my third eye more and more. Which is really awesome. And I think it makes things really helpful. Because sometimes, I think past lives are super interesting. Because sometimes we can carry over emotions and feelings from past lives into this one. And so, sometimes you can't even tell what you're holding on to. Because you don't even know what you're holding on to. um, Especially with chronic illness. So... Yeah. And since then, I feel like, I mean, this pendulum is like my child. Like I don't go anywhere without it. Um, I feel very drawn to it and definitely a huge energetic shift happened. Um, it's kind of hard to explain, but yeah, that night was crazy amazing. And then I woke up and I was literally, I talked about this in my stories. Like my polarity was totally thrown off. My pendulum had switched directions. Then I had to like, reground myself and sometimes what happens is you kind of exit your light body so you have to bring yourself back into it um kind of hook yourself back <laughs> you'll get used to this language don't worry um and then I got I got back into my light body and I was fine again and my pendulum switched back to normal but that's just how powerful it was like it literally shifted um shifted me and put switch my polarity. So that was fun. And kind of ever since then, more and more things have been happening energetically, which is really exciting. And, um, yeah, I found out that it's interesting when you think about, like, if you've ever met someone who you're just really, really drawn to, you don't know why, or you've met someone and you're like, I feel like I, I know you from somewhere. Like you feel like you already know them oftentimes those people are people that we might have known in a past life or there's or maybe we met them somehow somewhere else like we've we've come in contact with their energy before and we just don't know how and I find this often and that's why it's like if you feel drawn to someone like you just connect and you don't even know why like listen to that and like you're probably supposed to connect with that person um and it's even happened to me with business sometimes like just this just this week I connected with somebody and like I didn't even know her, but her energy just, like, totally called to me, and I reached out to her, and I was just like, hey, I don't even know why, but I know we're supposed to, like, communicate. We're supposed to be friends, and she was like, oh, she was like, yeah, I totally feel that, too, Um, and then we became friends, (laughs) so sometimes it happens, and this is also kind of related to business. Like, people will try and connect me with someone else, and if I, I can immediately tell if someone's aura or our energy is off, and I don't vibe, I'm just, like, within five seconds, like, this isn't gonna work, and even this week, someone, someone I really like was trying to get me, was trying to introduce me to his friend, um, to have her on the podcast, and I mean, within, like, three seconds, I'm just, like, I, like, uh, your energy is not there. Like your aura is not there. I can just tell. Um, and it's helpful for me because the more you just trust your intuition, the more it grows and it helps protect me from people who are not genuine. Wow. I just got on a really big tangent. Okay. So that happened. But, um, the reason I wanted to share it was because it's, it's fun. And right now where I'm at with my, Like, when I'm in sessions with people, it's, like, I'll tell them what I see, what I don't. But I don't have control over things, like, psychics do. Where, you know, they can, like... Someone's there and they'll... They'll they'll kind of tell you if you ask them questions. Um, Like, I don't have that much... Like, I can't force a past life vision. You know, like, if one comes up, I'll tell them. But... Or I can't force, you know, a spirit guide to show up. If it's there, I'll say it. Or, you know, like, it's, like whatever comes up for me, I'll share, but I also am, like, not, I can't guarantee past life visions or whatever. Um, so, yeah, interesting. Also gives me, I almost feel, gives me interesting insight to a lot of the people around me. Um, and I think also, I realize, like, because I'm getting so much input, this is why I'm so sensitive to, kind of, all of this stimulation. Like, and this has to do a lot with, like, being an empath or an HSP, highly sensitive person, or just, like, intuitive. If you're anyone like that, and you're just kind of, like, very well aware of your own emotions, your own bodies, or, like, in tune with energies around you, or just an empath in general, and you're getting all this input, that's why it, you might feel like you're more sensitive to people or why can't I keep up like other people do. And it's it's because you're getting, you're getting more input more stimulation than other people all the time so sometimes that's why it's even more important to draw boundaries and tune out and take more time and space for yourself and that's what I've been doing more and more like with social media I just post and I leave I I try and I know a lot of people in my personal life know like I don't really like text or communicate. Like <laughs> I don't just casually do that often. Like, um, just cause it's like so much for me. Also, especially kind of what's going on with my brain stuff right now. Um, hard for me to be on screens too often, but I just am enjoying tuning out and a lot more like walks in silence versus always listening to a podcast or always listening to movies. Like like when I've I mean I've driven a lot in the last week and probably 75, percent of my drives, I was just in silence. Like I didn't listen to music. I didn't listen to podcasts. I just needed quiet and it just felt so good. Um, and even I know I don't do well with in like, in huge groups, it can be a lot for me, especially if it's a long period of time, which is part of why it is hard for me coming home and staying in my house when there's a lot of people here and kind of just so much going on, and if I don't have my alone time, just my time to recharge and kind of quiet all the noise, then I um, get very overwhelmed and exhausted, and especially when now that I'm becoming more in tune with kind of everyone else's energy, and sort of if they have other things coming from them, like I'm seeing it all at once, and I feel like, I feel emotionally, like if I'm in a room with five people, that I'm in a room with 30. I'm not, I don't like see 30 people there. That's not what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? Like just so much energy, um, and kind of, I don't know if each person is emitting something, but, and if you are an empath or an HSP, it can be the same thing. You know, if you just all of these noises are too much or just all of these emotions. Um, and so that's okay. And just recognize not everybody, um, gets all that input at once and it's not, good or bad if you do or don't it's just people are different um and there are positive and negatives to both right so it's okay if you feel like you have to take a step back especially at this time of year um which is kind of one thing I wanted to chat about is just just this issue and I for sure have it myself as well and I'm always working on it um it's just the saying no thing especially now and with new year's coming up and I know a lot of people are kind of home visiting for people and you know I have this issue and I know I've talked to a lot of my friends who have this as well where it's you know you come home and all of a sudden everybody's texting you and everybody wants to get together and everybody wants to come to this party and we have this this night and this that night and all of a sudden it's like your time is being stolen from you and you're exhausted, and I've had to talk to a lot of my friends about this and even set boundaries for myself where, I mean, I made a big mistake this trip, which is why I'm so tired, is I didn't stick to my rule of only having one social thing a day just because I know I get so exhausted and, like, having one thing a day in a regular week isn't too much, I guess, because um, it's kind of spaced out, but during the holidays, even when you're just doing one thing, like, Hang out with one person a day, it all kind of adds up if you are kind of home for an extended period of time and it can be exhausting. Um, and I did not stick to that. And what I did this time, because I am here for so little time and trying to squeeze so much in was, um, you know, something for breakfast, something in between breakfast and lunch, then something for lunch, something in between lunch and dinner, and then something for dinner and then something after dinner. And I'm just racing around like a, a crazy person. And this, I usually am good about sticking to my rule and saying no to everybody. But this time, just because I had so much going on um, and just not here for that much time and also trying to fit in work stuff while I'm here because I've been working a lot. um, Yeah, it was a mess, which is also why I'm going to try and take this week off a little bit because I do feel bad because last week I was just working so much that I know I kind of didn't get to be as fully present with my family as I would have liked to and that is what I want to do this week but the thing is I think we just all always need reminders just to say no and I think a lot of people feel guilty and I think Also, people's responses, they don't always mean to make you feel guilty, but they do. You know, when you say, sorry, I can't come. And then you get the response like, oh, but I really wanted to see you. Like, when am I going to see you? And a lot of times people are just saying that to be nice. um, And we take it kind of more deeply, like we're a failure and we're not. Here's the thing. There are so many people in this world and like, if you can't hang out with them, it's okay. They can find someone else or they can use that time to get better in touch with themselves you know like at the end of the day you can't make every decision based around everyone else you have to take time for yourself or you are going to burn out I've learned this the hard way (laughs) so don't be afraid to say no I think a lot of us kind of have this feeling all the time like our time is so limited and while it is important to take to make the most of every moment and really appreciate every moment in life. It's also important not to busy yourself so much that you're just kind of running through the motions and not actually being present for any of the things that you are there for. So sometimes we think that we're making the most of every moment by making our schedules so busy and I'm gonna see Sally for breakfast and then go out for it with Joe at lunch and then see Susie for dinner and then I get to see all my friends and it's gonna be so fun but then you're so exhausted from trying to fit all this in you haven't given yourself any any time for yourself and then you're not even like you're tired or grumpy you're not even really fully present when you're there with all your friends and by the end of the day you probably haven't been as good of a friend as you could have been same thing with family you know if you have a husband or child or wife or girlfriend or boyfriend or cousin or i don't know who you know, if you are not filling your own cup, it's so ge- it's so generic, but it's so true. Really, if you are not filling your own cup and haven't taken that time, um, then you won't really be the best person for them. I know for me, if I haven't had my time in the morning for myself or in the evening, I'm a grump bucket and no one wants to be around me. And it's not a fun time for anyone if I'm feeling just exhausted, drained, tired, grumpy, And then other people are picking up on that. No one wants that. So it really is important to say no to things. And I also, like, want you to remember that you are not obligated to anyone. You are not obligated to anybody, even though people are going to try and manipulate you into thinking that you are, especially with family. I see this all the time with families. So it's, like, because your blood... You are obligated to spend time with them, to do whatever they want, X, Y, and Z. You are not. I'm sorry. You are not obligated to do anything. If somebody is draining your energy and they are not increasing your vibrations. Okay, I talked about this on my... Instagram the other day, and I'm pretty sure no one even reads my captions, so whatever. But here's the thing. Everything in the world has energy. Everything's vibrating. All these cells around us, these molecules, everything has energy and is vibrating. And literally, in terms of energy, your vibrations cannot increase unless you are around somebody whose vibrations are higher than yours. So if I am around people with low energy, low vibes, I literally will go down to that level versus if I ever want to increase my vibrations as a person, increase my energy as a person, I have to be around people with higher vibrations. And if you are in a room with family members who tear you down, judge you, ignore you, have low vibrations, even if it's not about you, if they're just unhappy all the time, unhappy with themselves, complaining, then you are going to become a low vibe person. And like, we don't want that. You need to be around high vibes only. Honestly, get people a shirt that says that. And I just know that there's a lot of guilt trips this time of year into saying, you know, well, we're related. We we need to do X, Y, and Z. Come to X, Y, and Z. You need to do what is going to fuel your soul because at the end of the day, how often do you see these people? If you don't see them often, then, like, why do they have any control over your life, okay? You're an adult. Let's remember this. If you see them often, then it's even more important to stand your ground because what people forget is that pe- we establish patterns in our relationships with, with other humans and when you let somebody control the situation over and over again, they're going to learn that they, they can tell you what to do and that what they want is what's going to happen. And you have to stand your ground so that they know that you will make your own decisions. They cannot control you and that they have to respect you because manipulating somebody is a strong sign of disrespect for people, in my opinion. So you just need to tap into yourself, your intuition, your feelings, your body, your emotions and think, okay, do I want to do this? Do I not? If you're doing something where you say, I don't want to do this, but I have to, we need to think about that language because do you really have to? You don't, but you're choosing to. And even if you still decide to go or do what they say, change that language and say, you know, I don't want to, but I'm deciding to. Not because I have to, I'm deciding to because X, Y, and Z. And tell yourself why you're deciding to. But the second you say, I have to, or I can't, or I can You are placing limiting boundaries on yourself. And so this is why it goes back to shifting that language in our own heads and becoming so much more self-aware of our self-talk. That was redundant, but you know what I'm saying. So uh, this is something I just wanted to talk about because (laughs) I just, I think a lot of people get trapped in this, like, people don't like the holidays because they're like, oh, I have to do this. I have to do that. And even with myself, like, this week has been crazy. I didn't have to do anything. I chose to do that, and I'm tired, and that's no one's fault. And I enjoyed every minute of it, but I'm exhausted. <laughs> um, and, you know, that's di- that's very different. And people, like, I. that's why I love this time of year, because there's so many opportunities. But you can't always take every opportunity, so pick and choose wisely. It goes back to, you know, working smarter, not harder. But anyways, people don't like the holidays because they have to see certain people. They have to see old relatives and deal with people. And you don't have to do anything. You're not obligated to do anything. You can say no. Um, When you say no, it is not a rejection of somebody else. It's not a judgment of somebody else. Um, If you say no to someone, that is not you saying that you don't like them or you don't respect them. It's It's not about them. It's about you choosing yourself and making a decision that is going to fill you up. And sometimes that means saying no to go to an extra party so that you can stay in and just take a breath, relax, and be better there for whatever you're doing the next day or the next moment, whether that be yourself, other family, friends, because don't we don't want to let ourselves snowball into a pile of overwhelm and frustration and obligations and feeling like I have to do this I have to do that because that language is is teaching is basically you're telling your subconscious that you don't have control over your own life and that is going to affect other aspects of your life and we need to start changing the language to realize that you do have control over your own life like this is your life and don't let anybody else try and trick you and play mind games whether or not they realize they are. Um, into thinking that you don't have 100% control over your own life because you can make all the decisions related to that. Another mindset thing that I see at this time of year a lot or is this all or nothing thinking? And I'm not sure what it is about the holidays specifically, but people will just, you know, they're like, Ugh, it's the holidays, so I mean, I already had a drink, so I might as well have 50 okay, not 50, I might as well have 10, where I already had a piece of cake, so I might as well have like half the cake, Or <laughs> I already haven't worked out for three days, so I might as well just not work out for the whole month, and I might as well just wait until New Year's, oh, well, you know, I, I'm gonna stop drinking in the new year, I'm gonna start eating healthy come January 1st, so I might as well just live it up the rest of the month, and this is just, this is self-sabotage, is what it is, And it makes no sense. I forget who said this example, but it's very true. Someone made the analogy of, um, you know, if you, if you blew a hundred extra, say you're, but you had a budget and you went a hundred dollars over and you thought, damn, I already spent a hundred dollars over my budget. I might as well spend a million. Would that make any sense? No, you would just stop there. (laughs) But when it comes to things like food and fitness and even lifestyle habits like sleep or you know even (laughs) obligations to people a lot of a lot of times people will get stuck in this all or nothing thinking without even realizing that that's what it is and it is a form of self-sabotage and a lot of times this is much um more deeply rooted than than we realize because you are on a subconscious level sabotaging yourself and where is that coming from that is coming from a place of not feeling like you're worthy enough not feeling like you deserve to feel better and sometimes this is from a pattern we formed a long time ago sometimes it's from something that someone said to us a long time ago that stuck with us or a relationship we were in that really screwed with our heads and made us feel like it was you know we're in this state of unworthiness and I think especially at this time of year, it's important to be really mindful about our decisions because when you're surrounded by a lot of people, especially at this time of year, um, it can be easy to sort of pick up on other people's habits and kind of just roll with the punches. And the reason why I bring this up is because I have, over the past few years, just have become so much more aware of why I was the way I was growing up and then how much I've changed, um, since moving out, moving further away from home and having kind of a totally different social circle. And when I come home, I'm so much more aware of the patterns that I developed because that was kind of what everyone else around me was doing. And that's what, what I I learned, um, to do things a certain way and kind of how, how self-destructive a lot of those patterns can be. And a lot of those do go back to things like not, not being able to say no, because other people don't, um, the all or nothing thinking, you know, when you're with friends and you guys, you go out, like I said, you have a drink or you have some brownies and then everyone else is like, well, we already had one. So let's just keep going, you know, things like that. And that's just kind of the culture. And it's not until you get out of that habit where you you see it on the other end and you think, wow, why did I ever think that made me feel good? Like, when you're already starting to feel bad, how does this make any sense to keep going in that direction so that you feel worse and worse and worse? That makes no sense. These patterns also sometimes come from a place of restriction. So it's like, if you are so, so, quote, good, you think, you know, you've labeled things as good or bad and you've been doing what you think of as good for so long and then all of a sudden it comes time for you to do the things that are off plan and then you think, in your head, you're like, Oh, I'm just going to do it all right now. Cause I can't, I can't do it once I go back to being good. That makes no sense. So it's like, if you're restricted emotionally, like say you're someone who never hangs out with other people. And then all of a sudden you are, you know, it's the holidays and you're home. And now you feel like you have to fill up every single second of every single day, because now's your time to be social. And then you get overtired and exhausted or with the food or the drinks, if you are someone who wants a treat or you want a drink, and you never let yourself do it, and then and you and you really feel restricted, um, but you're you're just using all your willpower to fight that, and then it comes time for you you allow yourself to have that, and then and then you just kind of go balls to the wall, and then you feel like crap the next day. You know, it's just this this rebound effect that's not doing any favors. And I think a lot of the all or nothing thinking also relates back to this whole new year's attitude of, well, okay, I'm going to start my new habit on this date. January 1st is a new year. And, and so since I'm starting then, until then, I'll just kind of do what I want because I'm already rolling and ro- rolling in the deep. Um, God. So that, that, let's just like take a step back that is so arbitrary why do you feel like you have to wait until january 1st to make yourself feel better this is the the most <laughs> the most widespread example of the all or nothing thinking because this is the classic like you know gyms are filled the first weeks of january and then it all tapers off because everyone's doing this whole new year new me thing <laughs> and they're waiting for a specific date and it's just arbitrary and it's because everybody else is doing it rather than like if you really have self-worth and you really love and accept yourself and think that you're worth feeling great then why would you not start right now to make a change like you can start right now because I think a lot of people think they want to make a change in their lives and they they don't actually like do you actually want to stop that bad habit or do you want to want to stop that bad habit. Because usually we just want to want to stop that bad habit instead of actually wanting to stop. Because you actually want to stop, you would. But sometimes we just think we want to, but we don't want to because we're using that habit to avoid facing uncomfortable feelings or situations or kind of dealing with what we would have to deal with if we weren't using that habit to Self-soothe and distract ourselves. So, something to think about. I kind of got off on a tangent, but kind of what I want, why I wanted to make this podcast was I wanted to talk about some of the the habits and things I've been seeing just since I'm home and the people that um, I've been hanging out with. That I just kind of t- been like, it's like I didn't notice for so long that people did this, um, and now that I'm kind of totally in another space, and I notice this kind of in the last few years. Every time I come home. Um, and hang out with a different circle of people who are just kind of in in these routines. But things that are really, um, I can tell not making them feel good or are really just self-sabotage practices. Some of them are simple. A lot of them are simple. But just a few things that have come up recently. Okay, first of all, going back to obligations, feeling obligated to people who have been in our lives for a long time so people think that just because they come home they have to spend time with their high school friends their middle school friends their family once we basically we associate certain places with certain habits certain people certain memories and then we fall back into the routine that we were in when we were in that location which is why one really helpful technique for changing any bad habit in your life would be um, literally getting out of your space and changing locations and just in general changing the associations you, you've made with that habit. So if you notice that you are binging every time you watch TV, then stop watching TV. If you notice that you are texting that guy who is really bad for you and makes you feel bad about yourself and is an asshole, but you still find yourself running back to him. If you find yourself texting him every time you're at a certain place where you guys used to meet up, wink, wink, then don't go back there. Things like that, you know? And it comes back to, you know, a lot of people when they visit their hometowns, they hang out with people who they used to hang out with and they, they go to the places they used to spend time at because that was just their routine and part of it's nostalgia. But sometimes, um, and that, that's great if, if you love those people and you love those things and it's fun. But I also know that some people do this just because it's out of habit and feeling obligated to people who were in their lives. And I've had this conversation with a lot of my friends recently where... They say, you know, like they're complaining about a friend who's not such a great friend or a family member who's not such a great family member to them and saying, well, you know, she's been there forever. He's been there forever. Like he's just always been my friend. Like I, like he's just, you know, there or he's my, this is my, I don't know, brother or whatever. <laughs> like they've always been there. So I a term that's an old person, right? They've just always been in your life just because they were in your life been, or they, they've been in your life for a long, long time, doesn't mean they have to stay there if they're seriously pulling at your energy. And that also doesn't mean we have to cut people out, but sometimes it just means shifting expectations around people. And like, they can be there. Like they're there. If you see them, great. You're nice to each other, but not investing so much emotionally in that person or relationship or having certain expectations of them. And instead focusing on yourself or other people that do fill you up and I think a lot of times people feel guilty when they feel like they've like left behind old friends or family, and we, we just feel this sense of loyalty to people, and sometimes we don't even know why, but I think it can be a good practice to take stock in all the relationships in our life and realize um, why you're loyal to somebody, and if it's a really valid reason, if they're loyal back to you. And if they are investing as much into the relationship as you are, if when you spend time with them, it's always a positive interaction that leaves you feeling happier and like you have higher vibrations, <laughs> higher energy, you've become a better person being with them. If they are tearing you down at all, bringing you down or even just leaving you at neutral, I don't know. To me, it's just like if you're not, if they're not helping you progress or feel happier, um, then they're taking up a space in your life that could be spent, I mean, it could be used in a, in a better way, in my opinion, whether that mean with yourself or with another person who will get you there. So be aware of if you're hanging out with people because you really enjoy their time, if you really enjoy their company, or if it's just because you feel obligated to old people. Because sometimes the hardest relationships to be honest with ourselves about are the ones that we've had for a very very long time and it's just habit and those are often the ones that suck people their energy up the most um because we feel obligated and that is just a construct you've created in your mind that's there are no laws about that (laughs) there are no rules this is your life okay (laughs) so you're fine um doesn't again doesn't mean you have to go cutting people out of your life but it just means rearranging your priorities and making space for people that you want to prioritize. Now let's talk about some more concrete things because I feel like I can blow through these really fast, but I see these patterns with so many people and they really, really bother me, especially around the holidays. So there's this habit that people have where it'll be Christmas or New Year's or I don't know. They know they're going to have a big dinner and the holidays are just, you know, all about the food. And so what they do is they don't have breakfast or lunch. Then they just start eating at like 2 or 3 p.m. for appetizers. They're snacking all day and they have this huge dinner. They're in a food coma. It's a disaster. And this is so like this is so messed up to me and you're going to feel like a piece of crap if you do this. And I even seeing this twisted in the health community now that everyone's obsessed with fasting and fasting is now this socially acceptable form of of an eating disorder. And I'm just like, at what point is eating one meal a day going to be finally recognized as an eating disorder? Like I can't. Okay. Anyways. Um, and I say that with a caveat because there are instances where that's it's not. But I see a lot of people who are justifying their quote health habits of like fasts, um, is it, saying it's for their health and it's not. It's just because they are trying to save their calories in a weird way. It's it's very weird. Um, okay, get up and eat a breakfast and eat lunch and then when you get to dinner. You won't feel like a pile of crap and you'll be able to accurately perceive how much food you want on your plate. You won't feel like a ravenous beast. You can eat what you want. And this is what I want you to remember. Like the food isn't like going anywhere. Like this isn't your one shot. This isn't your last supper. Like you're you're, you're gonna be there the next day. There's always more food you're not, it's not a place, a place of scarcity. Like if there's a food that you really, really want again, maybe you can take some leftovers or make it again. Um, But you're not gonna feel good if you just gorge on all the food at dinner. And this is what happens with people who wait too long in between meals or they're putting off their meals or they eat a really, really light breakfast or lunch in general or skip one or the other or both. And they eat at dinner is they're just so hungry that they tend to overeat. And it's just so much on their digestive system that they feel horrible. And this affects their sleep because their body's trying to digest and taking energy away from their sleep. And they wake up the next morning and they feel groggy and they feel off, and then they are upset with themselves because they know they overate the night before, so then they try and restrict the next day, and then it leads into this huge cycle of feeling like a pile of crap, and what you really should have done is just said, I'm not going to restrict my food. I'm going to eat a nice breakfast, a lunch, and then a big dinner. You know, if you want to eat a little bit lighter for breakfast and lunch than you usually do because you know you're going to have a huge dinner, then okay, but like still, I just feel like you should eat normally. Like, I eat a normal breakfast. I eat a normal lunch and then I'll eat my dinner. And if he didn't d- bigger dinner than normal, like, I don't really care. Like that's It's going to be fine. Like you are going to be fine. Um, but what I do know is that anytime people are restricting earlier on in the day, they gorge at night. And this also comes down with like they people will eat less or they'll eat more calories without even realizing it when they do this because they think they're saving calories and just eating their big meal but they're not because they're usually so hungry and peckish so they start at the appetizers and I'll, I watch people do this all the time like I'm not an appetizer person I'm not a snacking person it totally screws with my digestion it screws with yours too because you're not allowing your, mit- your migrating motor complex to make a full cleansing wave and food is just getting backed up in your system which leads to dysbiosis bloating all of this stuff um, so it messes with your digestion and also your blood sugar. Cause you're just kind of always eating. Your body doesn't know what to do, but people will start with the appetizers and I just see them and they'll, they'll take one 10 minutes later, take another 20 minutes later, take another. And they're just like snacking all day. And before you know it, you've eaten more than what you would have eaten for your breakfast and lunch. And then comes dinner. Um, and because you haven't had a full solid meal, you're still hungry. <laughs> um you're still hungry so then you eat a huge meal again and then you eat a big dinner and I just think this is a really a really poor pattern that I see a lot and I see this even with my family and you know for a while um I remember kind of at the beginning when I quote got healthy I came home and you know it's Thanksgiving or Christmas and my family would be like oh you know, we're not doing breakfast or lunch. We're going to have a big dinner and we're going to have appetizers early. And I was like, well, I'm eating breakfast and lunch. And they were really uncomfortable with that. And now they've been around me long enough that they pick up on, they've changed a lot and they basically live very similarly to me now, my immediate family. Um, and now, you know, we make a big breakfast, we make lunch and they feel so much better. And dinner isn't this whole like gorge fest. Like we enjoy ourselves and we eat our meal but we're not like, I mean, usually if you go into a meal feeling so hungry, you're not even going to chew your food because you're just trying to get, you're just so starving and you just want to, you can not enjoy it because you're not even chewing it. Um, so it's about being mindful, you know, about being mindful. You can still keep your blood sugar nice and regulated and your digestion going well. Christmas, holidays, um, New Year's, they don't have to mean um, feeling like crap. Although I know that a lot of people have made those associations. Um, so I I think that's one. And another habit that honestly, I still argue with my family about to this day. And I, a lot of my friends do this too. I see a lot of people doing this is like, and they, and I, I deal with this a lot and I'm, it's a bad habit. And I know where I got it from is eating really late. And I eat late and i keep trying to change my eating schedule. And then every time I get on a good, <laughs> a good schedule, I come back home and, you know, I'm trying to have my family dinner. Like I want to enjoy it with people, but my family eats really, really late. Like, you know, I'll tell my mom, okay, for example, we were going to have a dinner the other night and I told her, I said, can she goes, what time do you want to eat? I go six 30. Can we do six 30? She says, yeah, for sure. Six 30 text me that day. She goes, we're running a little late, so it's going to be closer to 7.15. And I always know this. I know whatever time I say, dinner's going to be at least two hours later. So she was 7.15. I go, okay. Um, and then <laughs> we eat at 10.30. <laughs> like, of course, I swear, if I do to say 5 p.m., like we, no matter what, we're always eating at like ten or 10.30 p.m. at night and it really messes with me and makes me feel horrible. I feel it in my stomach. I get kind of like hypoglycemic and then I'm digesting and I can't fall asleep and I wake up tired the next day. I have to sleep in and I mean it's just too much and I've tried to talk to my family about this before and I think this is something that is so regular to them and so regular to a lot of people that they don't really realize how much it's affecting them. And it got to the point where it's like, I mean, I told them, I said this, I said, you know, you guys eat way too late and I feel so bad. Um, so I'm just going to have to eat earlier without you. Bye. (laughs) You know, and sometimes that just happens. And if people really want to spend time with you, then, you know, they got to respect that. But it's not worth it for me to feel like a pile of crap every single day. Um... And if you have to do that, you can you can do that. And if you feel like you're missing out on quality time, then like you could eat before and then just hang out with them during dinner, maybe have some tea or a drink or something while they're eating dinner if they eat really late. But I know other families do that as well. Um, and this is just a simple habit that I know a lot of people have, especially at this time of year, that perpetuates a cycle of them not feeling well and they don't really know why. Um, and I know like Dr. Hill talked about this in the last or the a recent podcast episode about how our circadian rhythm can be entrained by when we eat. And this is why eating one, one reason why eating so much so late at night regularly can be an issue. And if you eat late at night, every once in a while, you're going to be fine. You know, if you have a snack before bed, like you're going to be fine, but it's about what are we doing regularly? And, um, yeah, if you're doing that every single night, like you're probably not going to feel well. Um, there's one other thing that's kind of been on my mind and I, I don't talk about like, I mean, obviously weight loss isn't my focus, but I have worked with clients with weight loss before. And like, um, I mean, it comes up. So some people want to lose weight. Um, and that's fine if you want to lose weight and you like have weight to lose and it's like coming from a healthy place. And this topic comes up a lot more when I am back in the Bay area, I think because more people here, more of the people I hang out with here are a lot older and like not very healthy in general. Like, I don't know. And it's so funny because the other night they're talking about keto and I go like when when someone who I know from the Bay Area talks about keto or like anything related to health or like paleo or gluten-free, I feel like I'm hearing like another language coming out of their mouth because I'm like, who are you? Like that is so, it's like a different world. It's, like, a different world over here. I'm, like, surprised if anyone knows what gluten is when I come here, I swear. And I'm not saying that because it's the Bay Area. I'm saying that, like, because of the people I know in the Bay Area. A lot of the people I see when I'm here are just older family friends, you know, just different, different generation. That's who I usually see when I'm visiting home. Anyways, I start talking about keto and... Um, I'll talk more about this in a, it's in a future episode that I'll release. Um, and like weight loss and then kind of getting, we're talking about weight loss and I'm hearing, I'm just, I don't really say anything because I'm not going to say anything unless I'm asked. And I, I'm, people just are really confused about how to lose weight and I kind of just want to clear some things up. If you are trying to lose weight, um, first of all, if you're a woman, First of all, what works for your husband or your boyfriend or your male friend is probably not going to work for you because we are completely different hormonally. This is why I talk about this all the time on my Paleo Women Lifestyle Program. And we are much more affected by stressors. Our bodies are complicated. Um, And what works for a man is not going to work for us. So While your boyfriend might do well on intermittent fasting and keto, that might make you gain an extra 20 pounds just (laughs) for certain people. Um, It's more complicated. But the other thing that people don't... uh, I think... I mean, a lot of people here I see doing the classic, like, just, like, low-calorie cardio. And all you're doing is down-regulating your metabolism. So, of course, it's not going to work. And even if it does work for you in the short term, in the long run, you're going to gain weight as soon as you, like put some more food in your mouth or stop the excess cardio because your body can only survive in that starvation state for so long until it starts rebounding and goes into this stressed out state where it thinks like it's going to die and has to hold on to everything as fat. Um, But if you are already hormonally dysregulated, then that probably will just make you gain more weight. But the thing that I really want to say is, if you are trying to lose weight, um, in addition to the fact that people need to be realistic about how quickly it's going to happen, and um, understand that they shouldn't go off the scale, they should go off of how they're looking and feeling, go off of how you fit in your clothes, because if you are gaining muscle mass, in the, your weight might go up, but your body could completely change in a good way I know I had that experience when I first started doing resistance training as I gained like uh, like at least 10 pounds at the beginning but I went down like two pant sizes because muscle weight is is weight on the scale but it is like tightly packed so your body's gonna look different um anyways this is why this scale's silly you should throw it away if you have it throw it away Um, but pay attention to how you look and feel and also being realistic about like how quickly it's going to happen because it's, if you, you, what you need to do is make lifestyle changes that will help you in the long run, lose the weight and keep the weight off versus what's going to get you to lose weight in 30 days, in two months, in three months, um, might not be sustainable for your life and then you'll just kind of always be yo-yoing. But The most important thing that I see a lot with people is all these people struggling and what they don't realize is you are never going to lose weight if you have poor gut health. And I see this a lot here because people have eaten, um, like conventionally or taken a lot of antibiotics or on birth control, all these things, um, now trying to lose weight and even if they change their diet and they're eating well they start exercising for many people that could be the ticket just start eating more whole foods and reduce the processed foods in your diet and start getting doing a strength training regimen um things like that can help for some people that still might not help And the reason why is because you're fighting against your poor gut health. And so if you have this history of things that are really going to mess up your gut and you have this underlying dysbiosis that you have no idea about, then you can't lose weight. You just can't. So like this is why it goes back to always focusing on what your health is rather than weight and then the weight will come. So you need to figure out what, what other underlying health issues are going on that you need to deal with. And so sometimes it means balancing out your hormones, Um, and sometimes it means gut health and I'm just talking about gut health because every single person who I've had this conversation with, which has been six people in the last five days who are asking me why they can't lose weight has all been their, I know it's their gut health and they don't realize like what's going on with their gut is, is not normal because people still normalize bloating and being constipated and indigestion and all, all these things you need to get a properly, um working digestive system and a lot of times that is that is how you're gonna rebalance your hormones because if your if your liver is under stress or clogged, um and I'm talking about in the context of you've already eaten you're already eating a really good diet. So you want to balance your blood sugar, right? Um, like eating plenty of healthy proteins and fats, vegetables. If you're eating in a way that should be balancing your blood sugar, still not seeing any difference then you need to look at the gut because if your if your liver is congested, not supported, that can't even help with the hormones balancing. You can't like create enough hormones, recycle, get rid of excess hormones if your liver is super clogged and under stress, but also just in in your in your gut if it is if there's dysbiosis then that will cause weight gain or keep excess weight on you if there's any stressor in the body this can cause weight gain and you might be resistant to the weight loss because of that so because my advice for all those people was well you know you need to support your gut health get on a good probiotic you might need to take some herbals to fix whatever's going on down there depending on what is happening um magnesium you know, all these different things, <laughs> zinc, we could get into all of it, but supporting the gut health, um, and focusing on improving your digestion, pooping regularly, because that is key for detox. We want to make sure the body can detox properly. Your body can't lose weight if you can't detoxify. Um, and that's a whole other conversation, but just because it's come up so often and everyone here, this is like, <laughs> I feel like I'm in the nineties when I come back here probably because I lived here in the 90s. Um, (laughs) But yeah, it just keeps coming back. And so I kind of wanted to bring this up because I feel like no one understands weight loss and it's really not that complicated, but it's hard for people to wrap their heads around. Like, and I've said this to people and they're just arguing with me. like, no, that's not the issue. That's not the issue. Like, and they're just trying to force the eating less, moving more, like force that into... Working and it's not gonna work. So give up on it and start doing something that is gonna work. Okay, that was my that was my chat. This is just all of these things on my mind. In sum, support your gut health. Don't wait around until the new year to change things. Enjoy your holiday. Enjoy your Christmas. Eat some delicious things. Um, eat regular meals and don't skip out on breakfast. You don't need to do five extra workouts (laughs) to eat your food. Just live your normal life and enjoy it. Don't be afraid to say no. Spend time with people who make you happy. Eat the food that makes you happy. Oh, and if somebody gives you a hard time about the food, just say, you know this is just how I eat. I find it makes me feel a lot better. I've noticed that. And it proves, you know, my digestion feels better. I don't get acne anymore because I eat this way. People still keep pressing. You can do the classic, oh, well, you know, if I eat that, then I'll be constipated for a week. Or if I eat that, I'll throw up. Or if I eat that, I get really bad diarrhea. Like literally just tell them that. Actually, my friend Jessie just said that on her stories, Jessie Eleanor. you follow her, she goes, just tell people you get diarrhea. And I have done that before and it shuts people up real quick. So, you know, just say it. And if someone's giving you a hard time, this is a whole other conversation, but I if they're giving a hard time, then you probably sh- I mean, why are you around them? Cause that type of person is an asshole. Um, <laughs> if people are genuinely just curious and answer their questions, cause sometimes people just want, just want to learn more. Um, so it's also important not to be super defensive as soon as somebody like brings up your food, like maybe they just actually are genuinely curious. Um, and remember that you are not better or worse than anyone else for the way you eat, and the same with them. So, although I'm very passionate about this, people need to stop judging people who eat healthy. At the same time, like if you are someone who eats healthy, lives a healthy lifestyle, you want to take a walk after a meal, you don't want to eat liquids with your meal because it impairs your digestion, and dilutes your stomach acid, all these little things, and people comment, whatever. This, you, we also, if you live a healthier life, should not be judging other people. Um, because, you know, it goes back and forth both ways. We're not better than anyone else. They're not worse than us. They're also not better than us because they eat whatever. But I just want to say that as well, because I think sometimes so many of us are kind of used to being on the defense because we get attacked over our lifestyles that sometimes that just we're ready to pounce as soon as anyone says anything. And it's important to make sure that you know, you're responding appropriately and sometimes people just want to learn more and you'd be surprised. I know for me, sometimes there are interactions I have where I'm assuming people are just kind of down on me and then I start talking to them more and they're actually curious and then out after that conversation, they literally change things. They change habits that they've had. They start eating better just from that conversation because they actually were genuinely curious. So um yeah you never know what's gonna happen and stand up for yourself don't take no shit 2019 is the year of taking no shits but also and I mean emotional you should definitely be pooping <laughs> oh my god I crack myself up okay anyways start right now so do not take crap from anyone just stand up for yourself, be nice, you know, just try and move on. If someone's making you feel uncomfortable, let them know, be like, Hey, you know, I feel like right now you're really judging me or attacking me. I don't really know why. Um, this is just the way I eat. That makes me feel good. And I don't say anything to you about the way you eat. And if that is what you want to eat, that's, you know, your choice. So this is mine. Um, honestly, I'm the type of person where somebody says something to me, I will call them right back out. Um, you know, someone asks you about your love life, just be like, how's your love life? I notice that you and Uncle Bill aren't too, aren't too PDA-ish right now. <laughs> no, don't say that. I'm just joking. But you get what I'm saying. You can just ask them a question back. Um, and it doesn't have to be, I'm not saying to ask something like rude back. <laughs> Or you can if you're sassy. I don't know. I'm just saying, continue the conversation. A lot of times, if you just kind of one word and try and shut it down by not asking a question back, not trying to change the subject, um, then they'll just kind of keep going and they're trying to pull more out of you. So maybe just be like, oh, I just eat this because it makes me feel good. I like the way it tastes. It's really healthy, blah, blah, blah. So how are things going at work? How's the weather? How's your dog? You would get the gist. All right. I've rambled for long enough. I hope you enjoyed this random solo episode of my my thoughts. And have a wonderful Christmas Eve. I'm very excited. We have a huge feast planned that I'm going to thoroughly enjoy. I hope that some of my recipes that I'm testing out work. Stay tuned. I'm going to try and make a pie. I'm going to try and make a cake tomorrow and then some other dishes, but I love the desserts. Okay. Anyways, Merry Christmas Eve. If you do not celebrate Christmas, well, I hope you're enjoying your day, um, the holidays and hope you guys have a great holiday week. Do something nice for yourself. If you get time off, I hope you do. Make sure you join the Facebook group, Wellness Realness Podcast Tribe, if you want to interact with other listeners and comment on episodes. I would love to see you in there and leave a rating and a review on iTunes. If you enjoy the show, share it. Post about it on social media. Tag me. Let me know if you like these types of episodes, too. I'm curious. right. Have an amazing day. I will chat with you next time. Bye.